Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of the Northwest Method Express. And it's a full house today. I'm Jonathan, and with Tony and with Eric. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. Oh, I'm supposed to say hello? You're supposed oh, okay. to say hello. Really? I know it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Okay. And as I mentioned last week, we were going to use this, the 52nd episode, as an opportunity to do a little retrospective, given that it is the middle of December. We've just had our last day of professional classes. A chance to talk about the year in review, the year of what we like to call the pivot. So, gentlemen, what, did you, what, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the, on the past year? Well, when you say pivot, I can't help but think of Ross Geller right <laughs> in my head right now, right? The, moving that, that couch in the hallway. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's kind of like how this semester has been. It's been a bit of a squeeze, yeah. right? In terms of like just everything. It's been yeah. kind of go, go, go nonstop. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's been a complete year, and I can't believe it's been a year, of just pivoting yeah. in different directions. Yeah, and don't forget, we started pivoting on... March 15, 2020, yeah, we have exactly. And I think what it says is that you have no choice anymore. No. I, I, I think what's happened the last two years for whether it's the home cook or the pro, you, you have to change fast. You have to wear different hats. And this term, I think we, there, we gave our students a bit more opportunities to pivot on their own. Yeah. And, you know, if you think every, ever since we started doing that, ever since we started giving them a bit more leash, we see better thinking better results and i guess we're in the this is the age of the pivot not just now i think the yeah. 21st century is the age of the pivot and if you don't pivot you just you really start looking like a dinosaur yeah well and you think about what we as a school have done and how we've had to react to the demands of the general public i mean we as a school have probably we are in probably in excess now of a 500% increase in the number of enthusiast students that we have walked through these mm -hmm. doors every, every single term. Before COVID, we would have two basics classes, fundamentals classes, and, and a, maybe a fundamentals two and a pastry class. And now we're running so many one-off classes that people are just demanding that, that we provide for them. So they're, they're looking for a little bit of fun and a little bit of education sort of melded together and that's what we're able to give them why do you why do you think you know well i think they've they they went through their own pivot in their own home kitchen mm -hmm. they they've had to adjust to relying on themselves when it came to putting a meal on the table and that forced them it forced their hand it forced their you know for them to think to rethink how they're going to behave in their own kitchen well it, 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 you know gave them an opportunity to to analyze the skills they have and don't have. Because mm -hmm. if you look at the students that come now as opposed to before, it's when you give them these moments of illumination. In just in theory, just like when you're doing a demo and you're doing the theory of the demo, they're, they really pick it up with intensity. Mm -hmm. And it seems that they before they weren't as ready, and now they are. I, I think some, there's there's a thinking process that's happening that wasn't happening before. Before, you had the luxury of being entertained all the time, anytime you wanted. All of a sudden, it came to a, 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 a dramatic halt to the point where there was a, lot, a bit of fear that, are we ever going to be able to go to a restaurant again? Or when, when is that going to happen? Yeah. Well, we had a discussion 
I remember in May 2020 whether, you know, there was this huge discussion, is the restaurant going to exist after the pandemic? And, you know, I think for a lot of people, they thought, oh, yeah, I mean, in some form or another, it's going to it's going to exist. And I think the transition that we're seeing is people want more than just going out for dinner. People want an experience, whether that is entertainment that that's just straight up or whether it's something that they are going to learn from and be able to take into their own home kitchen. Mm hmm. I think one really interesting thing that has emerged is really, you know, our previous enthusiast classes. I think the, the, the learner was a little bit more mature. They're a little bit more further along in their careers and they're, you know, looking to fill that gap that, that Jonathan says, knowledge and entertainment. Whereas now we're seeing more and more young people come. Yes. Again, whether that's to fill the gap of not being able to go to the restaurant as much or just wanting to dive deeper and learning how to cook on their own more. I'm not sure what, what, what's prompting them to come, but we're definitely seeing a huge influx of a younger crowd. Well, I, I think you have a lot of, usually it's the younger crowd that are, that access the, the visuals of what's out there, the information of food that's out there. They're, they're, they're the trend seekers and followers. And I, and I think during the lockdown, that foodie phase sort of, sort of started to fade. You know, it's like, you know, I want, I guess I, there was a time in our human history where it was cool to call yourself a foodie. Mm -hmm. I don't think it ever was, but I, I, I think it's a natural phase. Yeah. You're learning more about food than maybe your parents knew. And it's, and it's, and it's interesting stuff and it makes you feel like you're in the know. But I, I think during lockdown, people realize that they may know, but they can't do. Yeah. Mm and doing and knowing are two different things. And don't forget, this happened even before COVID. You, you had a, a new TV food entity. You had, yeah. the, you had the chef's table, which was no longer about game and chip and all that, that, that no. crap. It was really about the craft of food. So people were starting to watch that in detail, getting interested in what, what, what happens behind closed doors in, in those kitchens. And it was exposed. So there's a, there's a lot of interesting information that was gathered. So I think it was a perfect storm for people to want to take things a bit more seriously and, and go to the, the next level and, and, and create the, the real deal. The one thing that I notice now when it's not just when they're receiving the, the, the theory, the demo, that they're absorbing with all eyes and ears open. It's when they go in the kitchen, there's so much less hesitation. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, before I remember before people were afraid to turn the knobs or turn yeah. on the, our, our gas. They were just because it's, it's commercial. Yeah. They were afraid to turn it on. Now it's like, they're, they're like, do I turn right? They're, 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 we don't have to do it for them. I mean, if we didn't turn on the gas and we show them how to do it, they would turn on the gas and we get on their hands and knees and, and turn on the pilots. There's less hesitation, less fearlessness. There's more of a gung-ho spirit. Okay, let, it, there's a sense of urgency. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the industry is now feeling the sense of urgency. Yeah. And it had no, it has no choice but to pivot. And the ones that are not pivoting, good luck to them. Yeah. Good luck to them, you know, holding on to staff and, and finding staff. And the home cook has had yeah. to pivot. You know, if you want to, if you have, especially if you have children, good luck. Especially if you're, even if you're alone, like you, yeah. if you're not cooking a, a few meals once in a while, you don't have a couple of go-to meals that you can do comfortably and confidently. 
you're always looking for a meal out yeah. that becomes taxing. Well, and I think too is we saw that slight bit of a transition when the food prep companies really started to make their move. And what started to happen was people started to believe that they were cooking. And what they soon realized was that they couldn't, they, they, all they were doing was just following a set of directions. Mm. You know, we always like to say the Ikea, yeah. you know, mm. the in, Ikea instructions. And that's, I think, sort of the, the breakthrough for a lot of people as well. And they also realized that the food prep stuff is not that much cheaper than going to a restaurant and then you have to make it to boot. And I think for a lot of people, they're, they're making a conscious choice. But it tells me they want to be in their own kitchen. Yes. They're ready to yes. spend time in their own kitchen. It's always, and it always comes down to time. Yeah. So when you think about the, the people, like even, even the students or the instructors, like yourself and like Tarek, that investigator who gone down the sourdough rabbit hole, mm. you spend a lot of time there. Once you go down there, you're going to spend a lot of time there knowing what it's all about, about starters, about mothers, and about, you know, about different flours and ratios and gluten and resting periods. And then you learn the, ter the terminology that goes with that and the different methods. Then you look at the other artisans, the different methods they use to, to put the dough, the slap and what was the slap and fold and mm -hmm. all that, all that jazz. Um, you know, the more time you devote to something, Mentally, emotionally, and physically, yeah. the more you're gonna you're gonna absorb the the craft of what that thing is, mm. and I think more people have done that. More people, especially people, people who bake in any shape or form, and they do it often. They're they're good at what they do mm -hmm. because once you get the baking bug, you 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 really dive in. So making a cake, I mean, I saw I, I saw a commercial of somebody making a cake. I, I have no idea what the ad is for. It could be yeah. KitchenAid. I have no idea. But person is slapping and slopping a cake together. And it says, it, I, I get the message, just go for it. But, they, it, you know, it doesn't look like a good cake. People who take baking seriously, everything is measured. Yeah. You're going to see perfect, you know, perfect cuts. Everything is going to be structured and things like that because people care. Yeah. We're only starting to care a bit more on the, on the culinary side. I think most people are starting to really, really, you know, take it a bit more seriously. Yeah. And I think the other pivot is like, <laughs> I can't believe how many of the paella classes we're selling. Yeah. <laughs> it just boggles my mind. Because, and, and it, the joke is that in the 70s, like I remember I got married in, 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 80, in 83. I got a paella pan as, as, a, as a wedding gift. It was a thing to give in those days, yeah. that and fondue sets. And I yeah, maybe used it once. And I thought, you know, paella is it's a, it's a has-been dash. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. in the 80s, for granted. But I can imagine in the 70s yeah. it was big, 60s and 70s. And now people want to do it again. Why? It's a beautiful dish. Well, We're not judging it based on what's trendy and what's trending and what's not. The, the great thing about paella and us doing the classes the way we do reinforces this is that it's something that you bring to the table and you eat together. Yeah. Right? It's not about, I mean, you could just sit down and eat the whole thing yourself if you really wanted to, but it's just a great opportunity to just break bread with people. 
and and actually just sit down and eat. And it's right there for, for people to just dig in. It's literally a dish that we, the three of us have talked about it, probably in our essays and our history as well. Is It's a dish, like you said, it's a communal dish. It, it slows things down. It gives you an opportunity to sit down and enjoy each other's company. How often do we do that in this fast-paced life that we're living now? It doesn't happen very often. No. no. So I think that simple fact that people are wanting to, to slow things down, to take yeah. the time to dive in, learn about sourdough even more. I mean, for God's sake, you and I talked about rice. You and I were thinking about figuring out how to cook rice properly yeah. and, and to see that there are enthusiasts out there who take that as serious as we do is very encouraging. It's exciting. Yeah. And f the one thing I notice the enthusiast learner coming here, the language that they come with, it's, it's a lot closer to what we know already. Yeah. You know, they've closed that gap and yeah. they're really coming to the, to, to the table here with amazing questions, yes. like far more advanced than what we first saw when we first started doing the enthusiast classes, right? Yeah. And that's where I think Chef's Table has done a real service to the home cook as well, is because they're, they're talking with chefs in a language that the chefs use on a regular basis. Chef's Table, social media of, of yeah. any type, it really just helped bring that restaurant lingo to the home now. Yeah. It's true. Completely. So we've got pivots on the professional side. We've got pivots in our own kitchens. And then we have the online pivot. So we're, we, you know, we're finally at that place where we have three courses online that, that we're proud of. A fourth probably coming online relatively early in the new year in the pastry course. And it's an opportunity for us to look at what the home cook wants to provide a service to the home cook in pretty much any way that they want access to information. So it's a good opportunity for us. It's an amazing opportunity. And I think the groundwork has been set by you two already in the, in the three courses. And it just opens up different avenues. And now, again, trying to hit each learner in every way that they want to. We have visual learners, we have auditory learners, we have people who want to read. And if we're able to provide that, all those learning, you know, things in one, one practice, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction to basically target everyone. And the book, we yeah. have the book. I'm not even going to talk about the book too, that you've got on your computer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's being rewritten. <laughs> By the way, I made the wrong choice. This thing is very sweet. We're not allowed to mention brands. You don't want to mention no, brands. They did, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and they promised, didn't it's they promise in this new, God, this new so version that, uh, that it was natural? It's just there's no sugar added? I don't no, understand. No, 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 but this one, this is not, it says naturali yeah. in Italian. They did it again, they, didn't they? It, this is sugar. This is sugar. <laughs> I should have had what you guys are having, which has no sugar. No taste no, either. No, but yes, exactly. But it, but it gives you that fizzy burn. That's, uh, really? Yeah, it does. And people still go for that. Oh, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. There's other, there's other kicks out here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that, that you guys wanted to talk about? I'm, I'm excited about this upcoming year. Yes. Again, because of like how much pivoting we already have done, and we're already putting ourselves in, in a position where we know where we're, we're heading in this next 
three months. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, I'm not sure yet. We'll probably have to pivot again at that point, right? Wow. We'll just, I, I think what this has forced us to do this past term where we literally, I mean, I think probably the best example is where we started off by creating one night courses called one night Wednesdays because we were like, ah, you know, a Wednesday, like we're not going to really need any other day of the week for this. And then, you know, we pivoted to have to call them one night wonders because we offer them basically on any night of the week. And now we're offering one day brunches because, you know, you can't do a one night during the day. So you have to call it one day. So it's, it's, it's very exciting. We're, I think we're getting into a bit of a routine with that, which is nice, but come summer, we're going to have a whole set of new courses for the enthusiast and it'll be, it'll be very exciting. I wanted to work less in 2023. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, I don't think I don't. Because I think there's going to be 27 paella classes. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of bomba rice. That's a lot of bomba rice. Well, with, but, you know, I think part of it is, is going back to the paella thing. People want to experience things that they can't either can't right now make themselves or they can't go out to a restaurant and just happily consume. And I think that's where paella fits that real niche. And I mean, there's one other part of it, too, that I think that we didn't talk about is and we kind of, you know, make fun of it and poke fun at it sometimes the, the, the hipster cook. Yeah. is bringing back some of these yeah. quote-unquote passe dishes yes and they're bringing them back to to the younger crowd and revealing it yeah. because they've never had it before that's true that is very true yeah. now this the big question is does paps blue ribbon go with paella i thought we don't talk about brands here i the, if if this episode is brought to you by paps blue ribbon there's a real <laughs> issue i don't know i would hope that their 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 taste would you know <laughs> step up is that sold in canada oh yeah oh yeah yes. no it's huge yeah, um, I got. I got to send a letter to my, <laughs> to my prime minister. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. And with that, I think we will put a bow on not only this episode but on 2022, and we look forward to talking to you again in the new year. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you wanted to find out more information about the school, you can check us out at nwcav.com. Or if you want to find out about our online courses, you can go to the northwestmethod.com. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.